you ever wondered how Apple can create so much anticipation for their product to make all these people go crazy and stand in line to buy their product, their very expensive product, you want to listen to this process. It's called the Product Launch Formula, which is a formula to launch anything online using the mental triggers that Apple uses and other big companies use to launch big products. Hope you enjoy it, and thank you to everyone that likes and follows this show. Please leave a review. They're very helpful, and hope you enjoy this. What I really needed was to recreate myself, which means to bring something new into the world that has never existed before. If you've ever wondered why there are giant lines, people waiting to spend thousands and thousands of dollars to get the next iPhone or the next Apple product, you want to pay attention to the product launch formula. And in this episode, we're going to teach you exactly how to structure your offer so that you can get that type of anticipation and buy-in from people without the brand, without the team, without the big dollars, using the product launch formula by number one best-selling author, New York Times bestseller Jeff Walker, the internet millionaire's secret formula to sell almost anything online, build a business you love, and a life of your dreams. Pretty good. Uh, the launch formula. So this is an algorithm. I'm big on algorithms. This is an algorithm to kind of recreate and hack um, famous products that have launched. Um, you know, this is not just about creating anticipation, but anticipation has a big uh, role in the success of a product. Um, so I'm going to go through this process. Uh, what did you think of the book, Steve? I didn't read all of it, but yeah. I just did more reviews on it. But it's uh, from what you've told me, it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, you, you don't have to read every book to get ideas out of it. I mean, the big idea that I'm getting from, from this book is that your launch has to be planned and you have to structure your journey. I talk a lot about that. Like Christopher Columbus had to go raise money. He had to get equipment. He had to hire a crew. He had to structure and uh, strategize on rationing the food so he'd make it on his journey. He planned it out. And Apple does this as good as anybody because I haven't gotten the new Apple phone yet, only because I haven't had time to go down, but I'm going to go get it yeah. even though I don't need it. Yeah. I was The one thing also you were telling me that uh, makes perfect sense is that uh, you have this whole launch when you s people see the launch. Right. And even with us, with the social media, people see like the big post and it goes viral, but they don't realize it was a whole strategy behind helping it and that there was so much going into it before it actually gets released to the public. Yeah, and a lot of people think the little person can't launch something. Uh, becoming clear on what it is you do, and I have other, other take action tips on creating clarity for your product. Um, but for the purpose of this of this of this exercise, I'm going to kind of go over what he did to launch his book, which was what he launched. The book launch was launched in the launch formula. So I have uh, some numbers on that book. I, I saw him speak once, and I saw the numbers on it. It was so simple. Uh, he had a couple obje of, of objectives. He wanted to be number one best-selling author of the New York Times, but he also wanted to make money on it. And in a couple of weeks, he launched 41,000 books and had two product upsells off the book. So his book was his product and his audience, obviously. If we go back to the cheeseburger formula, right, the, the uh, audience was people that wanted to live that millionaire dream life online. 
the problem is they don't have the code. They don't have the launch codes, and you're going to have them right now. Um, his automated offer was a free plus shipping book funnel. So you can get this book for free um, if you just pay the shipping, which was, I think, $7, he said. And then his, his authority, obviously, and his, um, his empathy was he was a struggling online entrepreneur that made millions of dollars using this system, and he's going to show it to you in the book. So for 10 bucks, you can get this formula. I encourage everyone to buy the book. I always do. All right, I'm just summarizing more of the why-to than the how-to in this book, but that's, that was his cheeseburger. So for you, what's your audience? What problem do they live with? It's the meat and the cheese. What's your offer? What's your offer strategy and your offer sequence? And what authority and empathy do you have for the audience? Why should they believe you? If you have these things really clear, for, and the easier this gets is the smaller your audience is, and the more defined their problem is, the easier this sequence gets to, to, um, you know, to go into play. You know, in my own world, if you want a little hope, 2017, I didn't know anything. I didn't have one social media, media follower to speak of other than my little Facebook page. And, you know, I grew the social media. I've, I've grown a list. I've grown um, content. I've written a few books. I've, I've marketed and sold some courses. And in most every case, I didn't do it exactly correctly, but I put it out there. Because uh, one of the big ideas we're going to be talking about is lost opportunity costs, you know, the cost of waiting, right? Like if it takes you two or three years to do this, which means you've got to carry your own expenses for a couple of years until you get the expertise versus biting the bullet and hiring professional help and getting the launch codes and implementing that in maybe six months, you know, right? Maybe it costs a little bit more up front. But guess what? You get those three and a half years of, of revenue. So you got to compare decisions like that. I think a lot of entrepreneurs uh, uh, struggle creating that syntax. What do you think, Steve? Agreed. I think a lot of people have it backwards as well. Because I've before mentioning this book, I didn't really have any strategy for launching. Obviously, I post mm -hmm. a lot of social media, but just thinking bigger when it comes to a book or when it comes to a course. A lot of times people want to build a following first and build their presence first and then launch something, but you really have to have the whole strategy in place and then launch something worth it and then you build the audience. Like Apple launched that first and then they built like the community. They didn't build their community and then launch products. Right. Yeah, everybody has something. I was just talking to a, to a client this morning about he's not sure what to sell or what to trade to the world. He's like, I'm not sure what to trade. He went. He rattled off all these lists. I said, "What do people ask your advice on?" Right on Friday night, unsolicited. Right, and he's like, "How to make life easier? How to get the most out of life?" I go, "Well, how do you get the most out of life?" He's like, "Well, he had all these ideas on how he curated things, like even technology to make home life easier. Mm -hmm. How he absorbs books, and how he learns through books, and how he learns through uh, taking courses." I said, "Why don't you curate a product?" For people, you know, people, if you make life easier for people, they will pay you to do that. If that wasn't the case, the time management business wouldn't be what it is today. It's a billion dollar industry. Like people need help. People need algorithms and they need blueprints. So in my own world, you know, I created an algorithm to recreate yourself, brain, body and business. And most all of my training is in those three things. And they're very, very simple uh, parts of training. They're not like these super complex things. These are just things that I've curated, tested and tried myself that I've packaged uh, to an audience that wants to uh, recreate themselves. That means they're, 
they're 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 not necessarily thrilled with who who they are or how they're living. There, there's a gap between what they're capable of and what they're currently doing, and the algorithms are are awesome ways to to close that gap. Now, if I didn't have a good message and a good story to tell along the way, no one would take me seriously. So in the launch formula, um, there it really comes down to the three things that you need to create anticipation to get people to buy in all right, to your hamburger, right? Uh, and it comes down to sequences that tell stories that include mental triggers. So you have to give people, because you got to separate yourself from the noise now. There's so much noise. you got to tell short bursts of stories like that tell a story and give information and build credibility. And then over a period of time, his sequence suggestion is 10. That may change. This is an older book, but this still works. Uh, you got to talk about what you're going to be releasing way before you do it. And you do that through telling stories in a sequence that have mental triggers. You know, the mental triggers are authority. Like, why are you an authority in this space? Uh, empathy, uh, scarcity. You know, you're not going to give it to everybody at this price. It's going to be at a certain price. Apple does a great job of that because they sell out quick. Reciprocity, giving them great content and teaching and bringing them through a journey um, to create a social contract for them to want to buy your product. Of course, and then... Uh, social proof and, and reward are all mental triggers. You got to build these cognitive biases into your into your product. You ever you ever like see something that's coming, Steve, that you wanted to buy because someone worked you? Yeah. <laughs> well, the funny thing is, is with this new iPhone, um, what I'm seeing is so much of the camera reviews because that's mostly what I use it for. Is the camera? That's like a big deal. I, I take photos. That's what I'm like professionally do. Yeah. So like my favorite YouTubers that are really into photo and video. They're like, all they're talking about is that like, but there's other big YouTubers that are even bigger that have millions of followers that are talking about the tech and the operating system and the processing. And I don't, I don't even see those videos, but so those are like being shown to me cause I'm a fan of photography. So it's like, I'm seeing all the different camera uh, reviews and tests and it's just definitely makes me want it very badly. Yeah, they do a great job. No yeah. one does it better than Apple. So if you want to funnel hack them, go to the Apple website and start following Apple. You'll see the content they put out. It's going to have scarcity. It's going to have reciprocity. They're going to they're going to invite you into a story. And don't forget, Apple's whole business is is based upon status, which is you know people want to make money, save money, save time. They want to conserve energy. And they want to elevate their status and connect with others. So Apple's a status play, yeah. And they tell that story through a sequence, um, and that's a big, that's a big, you know, a sequence of content which I'll get to. So here, here are the five big ideas that that um, that are highly recommended in in launch. The first one is you got to have a contact list. You got to have someone to launch to. Yeah. All right. <laughs> And your big question would be, like, I don't have anyone to talk to about that. So there's a suggestion in this, in big idea number four, that's going to cure that. But if you don't have a list, start an Excel file and put on the file the title, My List. Right? These are people that like you, trust you, know you, and will ultimately buy something from you. Always start collecting emails. And that's one of the biggest suggestions because I waited two years to collect emails. Now I have thousands and thousands of emails now. 
And, you know, I want that to get into the tens and hundreds of thousands. Uh, and I got emails a lot of ways, giving away content, but capturing an email. So you always want to build your list. Of course, you can you can uh, use social media to, 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 to launch something, but nothing's better than email, right? Like I just saw a guy on TikTok got, got uh, whacked for... Uh, talking about Trump too much. I guess he got, <laughs> he got like, like 600,000 followers. He was getting a little, a little conspiracy theory. And I think he, uh, I think he uh, badmouthed the Chinese too much and someone whacked him. <laughs> he lost his, he lost his TikTok account. So he lost yeah. all his status. He lost all his followers on one swing of the bat. Nobody can ever take your email list away from you. So big idea number one is build out your email list so you have someone to launch to. Big idea, idea number two is, is you got to learn how to develop content storytelling content remember if you're mapping this out and he has the suggestion in his book of the 10 sequences i won't do them now that'll take the whole show um but what are the 10 sequences and you can go on youtube by the way there's a bunch of people that spend an hour and a half just explaining the sequence but it's about taking someone on a journey of transformation from a to b right from where you are to where you want to be that's what any product does uh, so you have content that tells a story. You have content that advertises a product. And then you have content at the end that sells the product. These are three different types of content. All right. One's going to be, you know, having you connect with an emotional story. One's going to be about, you know, advertising a lot like Amazon. You know, how the mental triggers are in the right. Amazon ads. I've gone over this a lot. They have all these triggers embedded on a one page in Amazon about the mental triggers that you can embed in your stories, you know, if you want to learn about Amazon, I think I did a take action tip on this a few months ago. Um, just go to a page and look at all the things they're inviting you into. They're telling you about reviews. They're telling you about the times running out on this deal. They're, they got free shipping. They got uh, contrast. You know, we're going to offer it at one price, but give it to you at this lower price. All that needs to be strategically planned out in your, in your launch. Um, and the launch has five phases of it. Here's number three. You know, create your sequence of releasing and optimizing your product. Number one is pre pre launch. You're pretty good at this, asking people what yeah. they need, what they feel. In the pre pre launch, you got to get in the mindset of creating something to sell that people want instead of creating something that you know a lot about that you think they'll buy. Save yourself a lot of time in the pre-pre-launch. you got to have the mindset of you're going to be serving people. You're going to be solving their problem, right? If you've done your, your, your work in the cheeseburger, you know your audience. you got to talk to them. you got to ask them questions. So you can ask them questions about a product that you're going to be releasing and inviting them into becoming part of uh, building that product and, and creating the features. Like, have you ever been invited into a test group? Yeah, you got a pair of sneakers, didn't you? From yeah, so yeah, they uh, you test them out, right? Yeah, that's a that's a real. I'm actually heavy into that affiliate marketing type of thing. I've had a lot of different requests, and I've I've learned. I don't know if it's just because of my mindset, but when someone sends me something, there's two ways it can go. They can send me something and say, "Hey, we'll send you this. Please post about it. Do this." And it's nice of them, right? Say it's a $200 pair of shoes. They're saying, hey, please post about this. Or a $200 pair of shoes, they can send it to me and say, hey, hope you enjoy. And the, the second one where they don't ask for anything, 
because yeah. it fills me with that reciprocity, right. I go crazy. Yeah. And it's funny because it's, I'm, I'm like my own experiment. And I would be like, if I'm ever giving something to someone, I'm just going to give it to them because I know that feeling. But I guess, I don't know. That's what I might, question to you is do you think more people are like me where they want to re- reciprocate or more people are kind of they i don't know the other well, way well, i mean what's true is what's true I mean, right look at look at your reaction I, my coaching would be yeah yeah i have people ask me about um products like how much to post in your page and i'm like eh, yeah i really don't care like i don't even know what the hell the right number is anyway yeah <laughs> actually i'll give you a real live example camelio has sent me Four whiteboards, and I use whiteboards in my TikTok. They sent them to me unsolicited. He basically called me. What he said, he runs his companies over in Europe, and he says you should check out my boards because I was using a different board, and he sent me four of them. Right, right. I got boards everywhere in my house. I can't even really fit them, but he created a, a reciprocity. So I'm going to do a lot of promotion of Camellia. How do you spell it? K A. M E L L E O. And the funny thing is, is when we got the boards, yeah. we knew it's probably a marketing strategy because we'll probably use it in our videos, yeah. but we didn't care. We're yeah. like, this is great. And that's the funny, it was transparent, but we still want to reciprocate. Well, reciprocity is a powerful. The carry Christians yeah. do it in the airports. They give you the yeah. power and they say, you don't have to give me anything back. But of course, everybody does. Like, you know, they're doing it to you. Yeah. Um, and it happens. Like, it's a very powerful social contract. When you do something for somebody, um, and that, you know, that costs this, this company money. I mean, these are $300 boards and they're fantastic. These are the best whiteboards I've ever used. Um, you know, down to the, they flip, they roll, you can erase them easily. They're very durable. Like they're the, they're the, the Mercedes of whiteboards. Um, but they gave that to me. I'm like forever indebted to them. I'll never use another whiteboard. Um, and that's a very powerful thing. But the, you know, in the, in your, in your launch sequence, when you're asking people what they want, you can reward them with a book or, or, or you can give them like a VIP or invite them into a private Facebook group, group or a, uh, like an inner circle. That's very, very big. So phase number two is the actual pre-launch. It's, it's, it's when you take them through the journey of you know, what you're doing, why they should care, right? Like, why is it important? You got to tell a story. Like, this is, it, why? Because it can transform you from A to B, what it is, right? And how they can get it. Right. Like, how do you get this over 10 weeks and when it's coming? Like, uh, you know, I have my app coming out, my Recreate app, which is the culmination of all the content I've created that I'm going to put into one place that I'm going to charge a very small amount of money. I'm going to charge like 100 bucks for this, right, Steve? And I'm going to give away all my books and all my courses in the app, which are worth hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Um, and I spent thousands of hours doing all this crap. Uh, but my app's going to basically give a one-day daily domino, one forward-thinking, forward-moving idea each day to knock the domino over to keep your momentum going. All right, If you do nothing other than that, you'll get your 100 bucks a year worth of it. It's going to have all the reviews that, that are inside uh, author interviews and secret tips to the books with all my notes. And number three is going to be uh, algorithms. I'm going to curate algorithms just like this one and include the steps. Very, very valuable. So somebody can recreate themselves. And that's not just for business. That's brain, body, and business. So that's my framework. And you're going to be seeing my launch sequence coming out relatively soon on this. Like I'm excited about it. And I, it's being developed now. It's almost done. Uh, it's very, very powerful, but when you go through the pre-launch, you're going to send 10 messages out about this cool thing, and I'm going to be inviting people into 
the story. So I've asked for feedback. Um, so once you have pre-launch, ultimately it comes down to the day when you launch. And when you launch, you are releasing all your, your offers. You're opening your shopping cart, so to speak. He calls it open cart. And that's when you start taking in money, um, which is the best part, right, Steve? You know, yeah. Like you click on it. So he, he, he did, uh, uh, I think he said he did $2 million bucks in an hour on a Oof. product because he has a big audience. He knows his audience. He creates products to, ser- to serve them and get them out of pain, help them make money, save money, save time, usually those big three. And then he, he, he anticipates, uh, he creates anticipation, and then he launches. And then after the launch is over, right, a week or two, you do post-launch and you go into general marketing. And then you do what Apple does. What does Apple do after they launch something? What do they do? They create a new product. Yeah. <laughs> they, create a, they, they, they create a novelty. And that's the crazy part. It's like the, they probably, yeah. even though that first product they had to launch, they had this giant launch strategy for like probably like years in the future. And yeah. they're, it's just like trickling out. I don't know what their strategy is. I buy every other Apple phone now. I don't buy them all. So I think, it, I think they pound the people that bought two phones ago, and they shame you into buying it. Like, you don't have the right. status. You don't have the tech. You, like, I'm like, I don't like that. Fuck that. Yeah. I want, it. Like, I want it. Like, you remember me and Eddie talking about the Apple phone? Like, I can't have him have a better phone than right. me. So every time he buys a phone, I run out and buy it one day <laughs> after him. So one day, a uh, newer version. But that's the whole product, uh, you know, product launch sequence. And once you're done in post-launch, you optimize the the syntax of it, and then you, and then you make it better, and then you relaunch with novelty. You know, a powerful cognitive bias is novelty. Apple uses that masterfully, and Amazon too. Um, all right, idea number four is joint ventures. Mm. Right, if you don't have a list. Who has a list of your clients that you can do a joint venture with? Can you do a mailing and an email for them offering uh, a service or a product to, to another vendor's list? Like there's a lot of vendors, like I do financial advisors. Like I have a lot, a lot of friends that do other things for financial advisors. You know, there's one, there's one company that does medical exams for insurance. Like they have these huge lists. There's other companies, you know, other people are motivational speakers and authors in the space. They don't sell any products. Like I can cut deals with them to joint venture on a digital product. You know, my book, the course, the coaching groups, I can pay them commissions if they let me mail their list and endorse me. Like it's a big, a big deal. It's a big opportunity for them. So list sharing is a great way to number one, Share a list. Number two, a lot of times they won't mind if you continue to use the list, mm-hmm. right? So you can build a list doing that. You got to get a little creative. But that, if you're, you know, big idea number one is you got to have a list. And if you don't have a list, go to big idea number four is create a joint venture with somebody. Get creative about that. Um, and then finally, the, you know, again, going back to opportunity costs, like lost opportunity costs. This is a big Warren Buffettism. Like it's the cost of, not doing something versus doing something or it's the cost of doing something right the difference between doing one thing versus what you could have done with something else yeah and the lost opportunity costs in the daily domino right the domino can knock over another domino its own size but it can knock over something bigger so if you live today like you're doing tomorrow and you did yesterday you are losing life's lost opportunity cost of getting better i got a good example what have you done the Whole Foods delivery yet? No. You haven't? Yeah. I tried it yesterday, right? Because my yeah. car was in the shop. And uh, 
it was insane because first of all, I've gone to Whole Foods a bunch recently and you scan your prime code, yeah. your Amazon code. So they already knew what I ordered. So I opened the Amazon app and I just, it shows everything got I've it. already got. So I put it in my cart, hit okay. And then it asked a delivery time. And since I had over $35, it was free. You have to tip the driver. And I think there yeah, might be another, but either way, it maybe it was like an extra 10 bucks for delivery. But the second I hit the cart, I'm standing in my, like my house just editing. I was, and I t- took a break to order my groceries and I'm like, Oh my God, I hit order and I get right back to work. So like you're saying is like wow. one, I didn't have to go there. Right. I didn't have to spend time shopping and I didn't have to drive both ways. That's gas money, but it's also a lot of time. And then I hit a button and I continue to work. So the whole time, not only is it an hour there in total, but that's an hour of work I'm now doing. Yeah. So it's a huge Funny opportunity. Cost. People don't value their own actual time. Yes. Like you get the time back, you get the, you get the annoyance back. Um, you get it. You get the food delivered exactly the way you want it. Now that's a really good point. Yeah. What? And now there's another calculation you can do too. What is the lost opportunity cost of buying Whole Foods versus Publix? Right. You know, because you can get a shopping cart delivery service to get you Publix. So right. What's the opportunity cost there backwards? Like Publix is how much less? 20, 30 percent? Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Is the opportunity cost over? Is the opportunity yeah. cost calculation never ends. Mm-hmm. So what's the calculation on being healthier? Right. That's one of the one of the big the big um, arguments that Joe Salatin has to, to organic food costing more. He says that all the all the price is in the food. Right. Like of being healthier and and uh, you know and medical expenses like you know high high uh, fructose corn syrup, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like all that shit. Like it's expensive later. You know, it's not, it's not expensive now. It's expensive with obesity and hypertension, diabetes. Yeah. Yeah. Another one, another example I actually posted yesterday about because I've been saying recently, start your day with the right intention, start your day so much. I've been saying that recently. I've been saying, I don't know if people know what I mean by that because there's a lot more than just like think positive. Right. And the reason, and what I said yesterday was that if you start your day with intention, the first thing you do is think of something great. We know that reticular activating system changes right. what you yep. see. So if you, but if you start your day with today is going to be great or all these positive things, you're going to go that way. But people forget that if you don't do that, your, your, your mind's going to have some kind of intention, whether you set it or not. So not only is it that you're setting it for the positive, if you're not doing it, you're, where, where is it going? You have no control over it. So that's another opportunity cost of not doing it. We, when we did uh, financial advising, like, when we were talking to clients and people would look at price only like price is just not the only indication. There's a ripple effect of all financial activity. If you invest in something, you have taxes, you have fees, right. You lose that money forever. Right. And if you can recover that, you not only get the money back, but you get the interest on that because it goes back into the investment. Right. So life has opportunity costs in the, in, in this context, uh, Jeff Walker's talking about, the cost of, I think he's trying to sell the product that he has. He has a $2,000 uh, mastermind that you learn this exact process in a, you know, a, live, a live setting with, with lots of content. So what it's two grand versus trying to read this book and figure it out on your own by trial and error, which could cost uh, years of time, right? So the lost opportunity cost is sucking it up and paying the two grand <laughs> versus figuring out on your own. So what's two grand at $10 an hour? It's 200 hours. Yeah. If you don't save 200 hours an hour reading <laughs> his book, you're, you're in trouble. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it takes time to learn anything. You know, just to curate this book myself was six or eight hours. Right. Okay, so that's time. Now, I love doing it. I get intrinsic enjoyment out of it. But if I could just pay him two grand, like seven hours of my time, 
you know, I'm worth more than a hundred dollars an hour. I think I get about 500 bucks an hour of hire. I hate to say that, but that's, you know, when I'm on the phone and I'm, I'm, I'm working, I can make that, uh, if not more. So there's an opportunity cost to buying courses. Courses are the cheat codes to life. So I'll just close by talking about if you're thinking that you can do it yourself, that's fine. You can. You can figure anything out. out but what's the cost of time you put in, lost revenue you could have been making, and do that calculation? It's a big number usually. It's usually a no-brainer to hire the professional. So his sequence, this was his sequence. He, he, his, in his pre-pre-launch, he got all the data from people that wanted to launch businesses online. So he had a big list. He asked them. He built this book, right? He built this book in his pre-pre-launch, and he refined it, and he built secondary courses from the data he got because he had the book, right? And then he had a $197 upsell after someone got the book. They were offered a discount on an upsell at $197. And then after they, they bought that or didn't buy that, he gave them the full training, the face-to-face big training system for two grand. So he had a funnel. So he gave the book away for free, which they just covered shipping, shipping and handling. So he gave it the book away to his list for free. All they paid was the seven bucks, right? He had an upsell for those that bought it at 197. 7% bought the upsell. These are the actual numbers from his, from his book. So you can mm-hmm. do, the, do the math. So out of every... 107 people bought that $200 product, so another 1400 of revenue. And then out of, that, out of those people, out of the people that, that got the book for free, the $1,997 product, 1.7% bought that. All right? So out of every 100 people, almost two people bought it. Right? So out of 100 people, you had 100 people at 7 bucks. You had seven people at at uh, $200, and then you had almost two people at 2000 So that was his strategy. Now, here's the big thing. He had his affiliates push the book, too, and he paid mm. them a commission because product number two and three were, were all digital. So he could pay a very healthy commission. He ended up selling 41,000 books in his first two weeks, became New York Times bestseller with this strategy. Sheesh. There you have it. The launch formula, the product launch formula, the algorithm to launching anything. All right. Hope this helps.